you get the glory. Yeah, that's why I do it. Took me a little time, but I guess you always knew it. That I would come back. Chronicle son, now I'm on this journey for souls. Until that battle's won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my girl can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word. And nothing else, cause this word is so sufficient. It can stand on my step. See, the truth will set you free. Set you free. True indeed, cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Gave me a mission to reach the youth, so I pray I will succeed. And so far, my friends been answered, cause I got the tools I need. So I'ma keep on pushing. Let them edit my story. If the end is not the Christ, I won't see you. Tune in to The Preacher's Corner. Brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify and Amazon Music. This is an In-House Production. This is an In-House Production. Hey! Yeah. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Preacher's Corner. I am. Right, that's right. We back in the building. We back in the building. Hey, baby, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm wonderful. How you feeling tonight? Back in the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Preacher's Corner. I am Pastor <laughs> JP, and this is Lady Benita, and we yeah. are back on the corner, y'all. Corner. We back. Back here to do what we do, and uh, make sure uh, we have ourselves a good, a good, good time, good time, good time, good time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Man, drop those anchor emojis if you anchored, 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 anchored in. Anchored in Lord. Yes, sir. If you anchored, my soul is been anchored. Yes, right. That's right. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We got a one. We got the remainder. We got the remainder of last night. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed last night. Uh, for those that are new to the channel, hit that like button before it hits you. Go ahead and hit the like button. 
and subscribe. If you want to come in, you want to come on in and be a part of the conversation, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If by chance you haven't had an opportunity to visit the website www.thepreacherscorner.net, there you will be able to register for the couple's retreat. Yes, indeed. Purchase a lot of merchandise. Yeah, all of this stuff. Right there. net. If you like to sow a seed, you can definitely sow a seed right there. Right there, right there, right there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Get back in the building. Back in the building. Back in the building. That's today. today. What you do? I know. I moved my stuff around. I had it all organized. Oh, my bad. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to get it neat. 24 93. 24 93 total is our total in 413. In the last 30 days, 25 downloads on yesterday. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Shout out to each and every listener that we got listening, man. We appreciate each and every one of you tuning in all across the globe. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to practice our phrase. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Yeah, fair use act is already done, already done. Yeah, we got it done, got it done. Practicing our fair use act. We are re continuing with the, uh, we're continuing with the video that we started with last night. Pastor Todd has been doing an uh, amazing job. This is a whole year ago. Yeah. And it's still relevant to pay. Irrelevant. Irrelevant today. If this is your first chance being here, well, how we do it here on the Preacher's Corner, we like to uh, show a sermonic presentation and we'll give our reaction after it's over. So you want to stick around until the preaching is done and uh, we'll give our two or three or four cents on what we think about it. Amen, somebody. One more again, one more again. Uh, I believe we're ready. Let's roll. How many people have you been in sexual relationship with that wasn't you making a covenant with them, but it was you satisfying a fleshly need that God could meet if you allowed him to, but you decided not to allow him to, so you went and did it for yourself, saying that you're your own provider. And it ended up robbing you. I've never met anybody that's sexually active and charged and all this other stuff who comes out feeling freer. 
after the situation. Oh, I'm just blessed. They may act like it. I see this, this whole generation of people like, I'm free. I can, I can do what I want to do. This independent woman, if men are going to pimp, I'm a pimp too and all this other stuff. That is all a broken, insecure person trying to figure out how to be God in their own life. And it'll never happen. So you got to understand that sex is not bad. Everybody say sex is not bad. Sex was God's idea. But then comes to my second point. Sex was perverted. It's the enemy's plan in society to pervert anything that God says is good. So if God says sex is good, the enemy's automatic plan is to come in and figure out a way to make it bad. Just think about it in the garden. Listen, the enemy never showed up until there was unity and Eve came into the picture. You don't ever hear about the devil when it was just Adam and God. But it was when there was supposed to be a picture of what God's relationship with his bride looked like in a marriage that the enemy showed up. It's like, uh-uh, I can't have this unity thing. I can't have this oneness thing. I can't have this, so I need to deceive. Can I give you what I'm calling God's plan of oneness? Look at this. This was God's plan. This was God's idea. He wanted it to be one God. One man, one woman, one marriage, one sex partner, one flesh, one lifetime to create one picture. That's what God designed marriage to look like is to be a reflection. But I've seen these things. How many people have you been in sexual relationship with? That wasn't you making a covenant with them, but it was you satisfying a fleshly need that God could meet if you allowed him to. But you decided not to allow him to. So you went and did it for yourself, saying that you're your own provider. And it ended up robbing you. I've never met anybody that's sexually active and charged and all this other stuff who comes out feeling freer after the situation. Oh, I'm just blessed. They may act like it. I see this, this whole generation of people like, I'm free. I can, I can do what I want to do. This independent woman, if men are going to pimp, I'm a pimp too and all this other stuff. That is all a broken, insecure person trying to figure out how to be God in their own life. And it'll never happen. So you got to understand that sex is not bad. Everybody say sex is not bad. Sex was God's idea. But then comes to my second point. Sex was perverted. It's the enemy's plan in society to pervert anything that God says is good. So if God says sex is good, the enemy's automatic plan is to come in and figure out a way to make it bad. Just think about it in the garden. Listen, the enemy never showed up until there was unity and Eve came into the picture. You don't ever hear about the devil when it was just Adam and God. But it was when there was supposed to be a picture of what God's relationship with his bride looked like in a marriage that the enemy showed up. It's like, uh-uh, I can't have this unity thing. I can't have this oneness thing. I can't have this, so I need to deceive. Can I give you what I'm calling God's plan of oneness? Look at this. This was God's plan. This was God's idea. He wanted it to be one God one man, one woman, 
one marriage, one sex partner, one flesh, one lifetime to create one picture. That's what God designed marriage to look like is to be a reflection. But I've seen these things, you know, there are people that have uh, like an expensive painting, a Van Gogh or a Renoir or something like that. And then because everybody can't afford how amazing that picture is, they make prints of it. Okay. So a lot of us in our houses or in our dorm rooms or in our place, we got prints of like the real thing. Okay. But it's beautiful because you can appreciate the real thing because it's a copy of it. It's supposed to be a picture of it, but it would be like God creating this picture of marriage that is supposed to be all of these ones and then us getting sent a copy of it but somebody took a sharpie and started drawing things on it and perverting the picture and this is what a lot of sex looks like in our society a lot of perversions oh you can be with two women oh you can do it like this you don't even need no man you can do it by yourself or man go get your homeboy and y'all can get together it's all perversion or sleep with your kids or have six wives and all these what it is it's the perfect picture and why do they want to be married If it's an institution that God has set up, it's because everybody desires on the inside of them to create, to connect with the creator. And it's what God placed on the inside of us. But most of us are creating counterfeit pictures that have been perverted. So the enemy has come to pervert what God has made good. And it reminds me of Paul. Um, in 1 Corinthians, go there, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to look in this, but let me give you a little backstory that Paul is basically talking to a society that's kind of like our society today. A society that is full of lust, a society that glorifies people and things that that basically are a fantasy in somebody's head. Do y'all know that we glorify people who put fake implants in their butts and in their chest and, and literally have fake weave, fake this, fake that, and then we put them up on stages and people watch in mass views and they just shake their butt. They don't got no talent, no, no nothing, but we glorify it. Even people in church be like, look at her. Oh, she should be a sh- junior move so I can see the devil at work. Just let's be honest. We, we glorify things. And so this city of Corinth is like the Las Vegas strip of its time. So, so like Las Vegas, they catered to your sin. Like, like y'all know the phrase, what happens in Vegas? Y'all ain't even been and you know. You, you, you got what I'm saying? And, and so it'll c- cater to the things of your flesh. And this is where Paul is. And he's talking to believers who are coming out of this lifestyle and trying to live a Christian lifestyle. But he's trying to give them practical steps of how they live spiritually in a world that looks like this. Kind of like what we got to do every day. And let's see if we can't find some keys to what God says about sex in this. Verse 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God and this part messes me up every time don't fool yourself I I mean the Holy Spirit came to me so hard when I started reading this and really giving God my sexual um, 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 impurities and then he said Michael don't fool yourself don't think that I'm about to come and bless what you won't allow me to come in and fix Don't fool yourself. You will not inherit the kingdom of God in that area of relationships because you will not stop sleeping around. Don't fool yourself. You got grace. You are saved. You're going to make it to heaven. But don't fool yourself that I'm going to bless what I've already cursed. 
And some of us walk around like God is just going to work in this relationship. God is just going to take this to another level. God is doing. No, don't fool yourself. Maybe that relationship has been taken from you since you got into it. And you've been giving your body and you've been, been, been lowering your standards. And fella, don't fool yourself. Everything that's sitting up right now is going to fall. Gravity gets us all. <laughs> don't fool yourself. Okay, hear me what I'm saying. Because these people were Christian people, but they thought they could dabble in sin and still have the blessings of God. And Paul was telling them, you're saved. You're going to make it into heaven. And that's what I hate. I hate this thing that, that all we need to do is make it into heaven. That is the lowest level of blessing that God has for your life. That you just make it into heaven. That would be like my parents having an inheritance for me that could be on this earth. But they said, hey, Mike, we just gave you the house. No furniture in it. You got the house. But they said, man, uh, I, we also had a fully furnished, furnished house for you. We had cars. We had a jet. We had um, bank accounts. We had trust. We had funds. But we watched how you managed your other things we gave you. We, so we can't give you the inheritance we wanted to give you. God has so much for you, so much more beyond what you can see and what you've experienced and what you've done. But don't fool yourself. The area you won't allow him to come in and you keep doing wrong in, he cannot supply. He cannot supply. And that's why he's saying these people's like, oh, that sounds kind of rough. Like, what do you mean? Don't fool yourself. What, what are you saying? What, what do you mean? People who do wrong. And Paul clarifies. He says those who indulge in sexual sins. Who worship idols, commit adultery, are male prostitutes, practice homosexuality, are thieves, are greedy people. Some of y'all was good till we got there. Y'all was like, uh-uh, that ain't me, that ain't me, that ain't greedy? Ooh. <laughs> who are drunkards, who are abusive, or people who just simply cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. I, I want to tell you the saddest story in our earth today is that there are people with kingdom inheritances that God wants to give you right now. He wants to give you not just in eternity, but in history. He doesn't want you to just have an eternal reward. He wants you to have a right now reward. But don't fool yourself. If you keep entangling yourselves in these situations and not allowing him to come in and deal with them, you're still hiding them. You're still walking around with them. You will not inherit the promise of God and all that he wants to do in your life right now. And that's why we get frustrated and then we go to other things to fulfill something that God already has if we'll surrender what we have. If you would just give up what you have, he'll give you what he has. And I promise you, it's better than anything you could have for yourself. But it's been perverted. Look at verse 11. But it says some of you were like that. Thank God. But you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of God. Just for one second, I thank God for grace. I think that some of us need to remember who we used to be. Some of us need to take 10 seconds and just remember how faithful God has been to us. That we used to be just like that. I looked at that list and I said I was all of those things. But for the grace of God. See, some of y'all have forgotten how God has delivered you. You ain't always been that smart. You ain't always been that put together. You were a hoe. Yeah. 
and it's been buried so long that you forgot how to relate and what you forget you judge I'm gonna just say it one more time what you forget you begin to judge others based on that thing you're so critical but when, when I look at my Bible, the, the, the ground is even at the foot of the cross. That everybody from the homosexual to the liar is standing on even playing field saying, God, I need you. And so I want you to see that it's not about where you are. It's about letting the God of the universe come into that thing. Because it's been perverted. Sex, sexuality, impure thoughts, it's been perverted. Verse 12, it says, because these people was like, okay, I hear what you're talking about. And Paul knew what type of people he was dealing with. And he said, I already know what y'all thinking right now. I know what you're thinking. Look at verse 12. You say, I'm allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. Now watch this. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Now this ups the ante. Because this ain't even about sin. You can be slaves to something that's not sin. Some of y'all are slaves to video games. Every day with 2K. Some of you are slaves to social media. Some of you are slaves to the opinion of others. Uh-oh. You won't do anything because God told you to do it. You'll do it if everybody agrees with it. And, and this is saying sin shouldn't just be your first bar. You know you're maturing when you start not evaluating things by, is that a sin? Is that a sin? Is that a sin? No, is this maturing me? Is this making me better? Is, am I a slave to this? Yeah, some of y'all slave to fast food. If Starbucks went out of business, you'd die. 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 Like, hear me. But the Bible's telling us we shouldn't have anything that's a master over us except the master. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? And, and, and so my question is, what are you a slave to? And I can't answer that question for you, but you can answer it. What are you a slave to? And, and let me help you. One of the worst things to be a slave to is sexual impurity. Let me tell you why. Because sexual impurity is one of those sins that doesn't come alone. You can't be sexually impure and not be a liar. If you're sexually impure, you have to lie. You can't do it in the open. You can't be like, just think about it. If you were sexually active before you were married and you were in high school or something and you were going to have sex and your parents asked you, hey, what are you going to do tonight? You didn't say going to have sex and they said, see you at 11. That didn't happen. What'd you do? What are you going to do tonight? Oh, uh, we're going bowling. You know, just bowling, strikes, spirits, you know, I'm just saying just. You automatically learn to lie. With sexual impurity comes deception, comes manipulation. I'm telling you, it's like when you, when, when, when you, when you look and somebody's knocking on the door and you're not fully dressed or you're not in your, your, your swag yet and stuff and you'd be like, boom, boom, and you'd be like, who is it? And be like, oh, it's just them, okay. And then you open the door and they'd be like, come on in. Everybody, because sexual sin brings unbelief, doubt. It brings the whole party to your house. Ah. And that's why when you deal in sexual sin, 
it allows every other kind of spirit to join to you. That's why the enemy would love for you to keep secrets in those areas because it invites other things in that you don't have no control to keep out. And so we sit here. I mean, just think about it. Even David, the man after God's own heart, when he committed adultery, what's the first thing he did? He lied. And after he lied, he murdered. This was a man after God. I'm telling you, you can't be in sexual impurity and it be the only sin that comes. And that's why God says that you have to get free. You have to take this perverted view of, of sexuality that is breaking you, that has you looking at people distorted, that has you looking at yourself like you're not worthy. You have to give that back to me and you have to let me redefine it. What I created sex to be is good. Who I created you to be is good. But what this thing is doing to you is bad. You got to let pornography go. You got to let sliding into the DMs and sexting and talking late at night and allowing those people to come into your life and slip in and slip out. You got to stop joining the people and marrying them without the covenant. You got to let me have this. Why? Because for God's sake, if you're not going to get sexually pure for yourself, get sexually pure for your children and your grandchildren. See, what you don't understand is that most of y'all are dealing with the problems that your grandmama and your granddaddy had. And it's passed to you. I'm going to teach you two words that that may seem kind of churchy to some of you, but they're all through the Bible. The word transgression and the word iniquities. Transgression, write it down. Transgression and write the word iniquities down. Because I want to show you what these two things are. Okay, a transgression is, is something... Um, it it kind of reminds you of the English word trespassing, like, like it, it's committing a sin and coming back. Like it, it's I made a transgression. I stepped on the property and I wasn't supposed to. And so I got off the property. It's what sin is, is a transgression. And, 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 and a lot of us make transgression. Adultery would be a transgression. OK, I, I stepped over the line and, and I trespassed in something that wasn't mine and, and I came back. But lust is the iniquity. It's the thing that's in the heart. Let me help you. Both of them are sin, but one happens inside and one happens outside. So transgressions are the action, the outward actions. Iniquities is the heart posture. Stay with me. A lot of people will believe the lie that since I don't do anything, it's not that bad. You think about it, you have it in your heart, and it's all, you have iniquities in your heart, but you don't transgress, you don't act on them, so it's like, as long as it's not hurting anybody, it's not that bad. As long as I masturbate in my bathroom by myself, it's not that bad. As long as I touch myself, it's not that bad. But what you don't understand is you're arousing something that can never be satisfied. You are starting a train down a road that will lead you to destruction. And look what the word of God says about this thing right here called transition, transgressions and iniquities. And let me make it clear. It's all sin. Like transgression and iniquity is not like one like, oh, the transgressions ain't that bad. The iniquities. No, it's all sin. <laughs> Jesus said, he said, if you even look on a woman lustfully, you might as well already done it. So. so but this is what I want you to understand is the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 5, chapter 9, it says that the iniquities, the inward motivation, 
those things that have been in your heart and in your thoughts, they are passed on to your children, to the third and fourth generation. Hear what I'm saying to you. That if you do not stand up and deal with the sexual impurity in your life, it is going to pass down to your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. And they're going to have to deal with stuff that God asked you to cut off. May I submit to you that you ain't even dealing with your own sexual problems. You're dealing with your grandmama's sexual problems. See, because nobody stood up and broke this thing off of your life. And you're saying, you're saying, Pastor Mike, no, no, you do know. Your grandmama was a hoe. Your mama was a hoe. And now you a hoe. And you think there's something magically happening. No, 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 baby. It's the iniquities, the heart position of generational secrets. Oh, come on, y'all. If you really would open up and stop living your life idealistically, like, no, my mom was perfect. You got here and your last name is Rorez and her last name Smith. What you think happened? <laughs> and maybe it's starting with you. And you have a pornography addiction that you're saying, as long as I handle it by myself. See, that's the lie the enemy told me. He told me as long as it's not hurting anybody else, it's okay. But what it was doing was arousing secret desires and secret sins in my life that allowed me to have a thirst for something that nobody could ever quench. And so now I'm sneaking out of windows and I'm, and I'm going over to this girl's house and I'm doing this and I'm going to do this and I'm texting. Nobody knows. See, it's all in the dark. It's all in the secret. And some of y'all are trying to be out front with it and be like, this is what I'm doing. But you ain't telling nobody everything that's happening. If they really knew what was happening, they wouldn't even be your friend. They wouldn't touch you. Don't give me a five. No, 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 baby. Wash your hands. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, what I'm telling you is that it's the enemy's trick to arouse your sexual secretive lifestyle at a young age. So now you've done it all these years with your girlfriend and your boyfriend and your friends and your big cousin that you hope ain't your big cousin and all these other things that are happening. Oh, this is really happening. Oh, can I come to your house? And then you get married. And all of a sudden, it's no longer pleasing because it's not scratching the itch because it's not a secret anymore. So so it was good when you couldn't do it. And now that you get it inside of marriage, it no longer pleases you because it loses the air of secrecy and perversion. And so the enemy has tricked us to think that perverted sex is enjoyable sex. That perversion, that darkness being in the mix. And that's why he's like, jump out and surprise me like we're not supposed to be doing this. Why? I'm supposed to be here. Like, this is what's supposed to happen. Like, bow, here I am. Come get it, daddy. Like, but no, but no. That's why a man will be in the closet jacking off and has a woman right there to meet his need. But that's not a secret. And this is. I want y'all to hear the word of God today. Some of y'all sitting so stiff right now. Some of y'all ain't dead. Some people ain't moved all day. What I'm telling you is that the enemy has perverted what this looks like to make you feel that if it's not secret, if it doesn't have that spice and that adrenaline and all of that other stuff, it's not good. God never, when he made Adam and Eve, he said they were naked 
and unashamed. And so what I'm saying to you is that these words of transgressions and iniquities, it's time for somebody to stand up and say, it stops with me. I'm not passing this on to the next generation. I'm not letting this go past me. I will not let this homosexual spirit that keeps trying to tempt. I'm stopping it with me. I'm letting these transgressions and these iniquities be stopped. They will not pass down to my family. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. My question is, what type of inheritance are you leaving? Are you leaving one of iniquity and transgressions? one of blessings but this is the beautiful thing and why the word of god is so congruent oh i love it isaiah 53 3 because i know some of you are dealing with transgressions and iniquities and you're dealing with things that you haven't even told the person you're married to and you're dealing with things yeah you were abused and it happened to you and nobody even really knows the turmoil that's going on on your heart and maybe you are out here looking for love in all the wrong places because you feel like you're devalued and maybe you are out here exploring your sexuality and trying to be with men or trying to be with women and women and you're trying you're so confused about who god has made you but this is the beautiful thing about transgressions and iniquities jesus did something about them he didn't just leave us in this place and say figure it out he didn't just leave us right here to have to try to go through it he said but he was wounded for our transgressions remember what i said about transgressions transgressions are the outward the outward experience where do you get wounded on the outside you get wounded on the outside but he was bruised for our iniquities that's inside when you get bruised that's something that comes from the inside and it comes to the outside god said i took every transgression every set i feel the presence of god every sexual sin everything that the enemy meant for evil and i let them beat me and i let them bruise me and i woo, and i let them take me so that you can walk in freedom you don't have to live that life. You don't have to struggle with that. You don't have to. God, thank you. You do not have to carry it. He saw every transgression and he saw every iniquity and he said, hit me again. Bruise me again. I'm not getting off of this until I get it all out. I want you to see that that's how much God loves you. So you don't have to live in this. That you don't have to perpetuate this cycle of fatherless children. That you don't have to keep going and rowing your, sowing your wild oats and leaving. That's a generational iniquity. That's a heart posture. As God says, I took those bruises for every one of your iniquities. Look at the rest of this verse. The chastisement for us to live in peace was upon his shoulders. He carried the city on his back. And by his stripes, we are, we were, and we are right now. I came to tell you that if you receive the grace of God for every transgression transgression and iniquity, it's not going to take 20 years. It's not going to take 15 years. It's not going to take a long. You are. You were healed. Somebody shout at me, I am healed. Come on, with faith, say, I am healed. 
I don't care if you are abused. I don't care if you've been in cycles. I don't care. By the stripes. You, I feel the presence of God. You are healed. Somebody needs to just say that over. I am healed. I'm not what happened to me. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I'm not broken. I don't have to deal with I am healed. Sit down. I want you to hear me say this. So, because God is so good, because He's so good, He made sex and He said it was good. Then sex got perverted because it was so powerful and could mess up our whole life. So, what did He do? Because He's a good God, He made a container for it to go in. And that container is my third point is marriage. So when you put sex, that destructive force inside of a container that can handle the power, it becomes something that generates life for you and for others. Can I give you an example? This is what water looks like in a container. Hundreds of thousands of gallons of power contained now produces light and life for an entire city because it's in the right container if you put sex in the container of marriage it will produce light you are the light of the world it will produce life they'll know you by your fruit they can eat off of that and you'll be able to change people's lives but what does water look like uncontained What does water look like when we're having sex outside of marriage? It looks like destruction. It looks like total devastation. It looks like it can get into areas of our life that we never thought it could get into. And even when it leaves, it leaves residue. And we'll be dealing with the ramifications of this for years to come. What I'm asking everybody to do is to do it God's way. Hold on to your purity and stay close to God in marriage and even when you get married, keep God in the center of your marriage. Stop bringing those other women in your head into that bedroom and defiling it. Stop bringing those other men into you. Get off of those websites. Why? Because God took stripes so that we didn't have to live with these transgressions or iniquities. Some of you won't make it another week dealing with the things in your heart and your mind that you've been dealing with for years. But today God's here to heal you. Young lady, you're not your body. You're more than that. God has made you special and beautiful. And these busters around here who just want you to send them pictures and do all this, they don't want you. They want what you can provide for them. But if I tell you, if you would just hold back and say you're not worth it, you're the best thing I never had. I think Beyonce, the prophetess Beyonce said that. And, I, and, and what, I'm, what I'm telling you is, young men, that if you would know your worth and would be 
able to stand as men of God and not be drawn by your other head. I think that God would be able to use you and be able to produce in you men of valor, men of honor, men of stature, men that will stand and say, as for me in my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Hear what I'm saying is God cares that much about you. So you look at it, God created a container. And so what are you saying, Pastor Mike? Today I want everybody to surrender your sexuality. Surrender it. Pastor Mike, I was taught this. I believe this. I've done it like this. But today I'm giving it back to the creator. He made it. He knows what to do with it. And he knows everything about me. So I'm surrendering my sexuality. I'm talking to married people who you've been so jacked up in your sexual um, relations. Some of you, when I said earlier that you need to come together because sex is not just a physical act. It's a spiritual act and it is an emotional act. You connect. You can never connect with somebody without getting off on them. Some of y'all bedrooms have been so dead and so dry. You just need to shut up and connect. No, hear me. And allow the spirit, let your spirit and let your emotion. See, this is bigger than a physical act. God's trying to bring the picture back to earth that he's created from the foundation. So you got to surrender it, God. My life is not my own. I'm giving you everything today. Look what Romans 6.13 says. Don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil. Look at this, to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God. That sounds like surrender to me. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body, all of it, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your fingers, your texting thumbs. Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Of God this is a decision day for many of you that there are relationships you're gonna have to get out of there are people that you're just going to have to delete out of your life not just out your phone out of every contact you have you you, you may have to take a season off of Instagram and Facebook and you, you may have to go up to your wife and apologize and come clean you may have to go up to your husband and say I've been I've been emotionally cheating on you with somebody at the office. And today I've come clean. Because God only frees people in truth. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty baby, what you got? Man, that was like <laughs> overload. It's mind blowing. I'm just trying to let it just settle for a minute. Let it marinate. Yeah. Let it marinate. It's like. 
Oh, where do you yeah, begin? Man. He went and see that is the remainder of what we began watching last night. So imagine watching this. We wouldn't have been able to get everything that we got last night had we watched it all in one sitting. Right. So I thank God we was able to to chop it up a little bit, man. Uh, some people were here that, that were here last night, some people online and something. I mean, but that I hope we pray that they go back and watch the uh yeah, yeah, yeah. He says the enemy comes to pervert what God made good. The enemy comes to pervert it. He says sex is good. Yeah. But the enemy comes to pervert it. What you got? I like that. I, I wrote that as one of mine too. I did want to start off by saying, first of all, you know, I know, I think a lot of people kind of are on the fence when you talk about sex outward, you know, but everybody's doing it. I don't understand why everybody's so afraid of, you know, talking about what is the obvious, but it's impossible to talk about marriage without talking about sex because it's right. a part of it. Um, and I like when he said that sex was God's idea. He said it yesterday because that was point number one. And it just stuck with me. Even all day today, I thought about that. He said sex was God's idea. He said it was good, but the enemy, which was point number two, perverted sex. It was the enemy's plan to pervert anything that God said was good and make it bad. That was the enemy's job, was to pervert everything that God made good. Um, I like that third point too. He said, God made a container for us, which was marriage for us to be light and life, but love or sex out of the marriage was destruction that hit home for me. That makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense about the relationships we've been in, like former relationships. Think back. When you were having sexual relationships with other people and it ended in destruction because it was out of the container that God created for us. So it's like it's impossible for us to have something positive um, that God has given us, but we use it in a negative manner. And the scriptures he used were all on point. Mm -hmm. They were awesome. But I like the way he closed that closing. He said, God only frees people in truth. In truth. They want to tell the truth. Yes. want to live the truth. Don't hide any Don't hide secrets. It. I mean, one thing about it is you can hide things from people, but you cannot hide from yourself no and God. God. Yeah. That's and, and, and that's why I loved how he broke down the... Um, transgressions yes. trespass and lust and in iniquity it was saying that the transgressions are trespasses the outside outward action and lust is iniquity the inside mm -hmm. um the inside the what, what the heart the the, the mind yes. so with that i wrote down the thought it just trickled something right here said i said a lot of people cheat with iniquities through thoughts, pornography, and masturbation. True. There's a lot of married people 
that cheat with thoughts, pornography, and masturbation. A lot of single people. Yeah. They, they said that they are practicing abstinence. Yeah. They still cheat God through thoughts, pornography, and masturbation. That's so true. They, they ain't fasting, still playing. Right. Or still watching, or still texting, or still inboxing, or uh, got a work wife, or work husband, or. or any secretive sexual scene. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded by the um, scene of the movie Why I Got Married. Um, I believe it was Tyler Perry's wife. She was um, married to, I think he was married to Janet, no, not Janet, Tyler Perry's wife was the lawyer. And she was attracted to this other lawyer. On, on the job and every time they made love in her mind she was making love to the guy she worked with and so when it all came out he was pretty 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 upset thinking that they were working on their marriage and he was doing and doing it well but in her mind she was thinking about the other man Think about Brett and Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> Lord help him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 those iniquity inside sins that are tear a marriage or relationship apart. They're to tear it apart, man. That's good, Pastor, because one thing with that you said something that, that caught my attention when you said if a person is single and they're supposed to be living holy, they shouldn't be masturbating and looking at porn and stuff like that either. Well, well half time they ain't gotta look at porn. All they gotta do is look at Instagram, yeah, or, or Facebook, or TikTok, and you know, hey man, it, it's it's there. all kind of calendar girls and calendar guys on there. So. Yeah. You have to be careful. Yeah, you have to be careful. The enemy is crafty. Yeah. You'll find yeah. yourself lusting after people and won't even realize it. Right. So we have to be careful. That was very good to me. And I'm going to tell you, when he was talking about that, I said, I wonder do they, they notice. I say that every time we pray. That's why I always say, thank you for taking those things to the cross. I'm talking about our iniquities and uh, our transgressions. That's why I always say that. Because I realize there are some thoughts that we have that God died for. There are some things, some actions that he's already died for. But um, we can be healed from those things and we can be delivered, but it got to be in you to want to be delivered. No you problem. can't just say it with your mouth. And explain it to the people in, in Sapporo, Japan. Because the people at HOD, they, they well, every Sunday we, we pray. And the, he quoted the scripture from Isaiah 53 and 5. And he said that the Lord was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Right. That's something that we quote. And we quote it often because we want that to be in your mind that the things that I think and the things that I do have already been covered at the cross. 
The things that I'm struggling with as far as needing to be healed from, generational curses, sickness, disease, you know, those things, he's already been bruised for those things. That's good. So we don't have to be stuck or bound for that matter in those things that that are underlying transgressions and iniquities or sickness for that matter. A lot of people don't understand that, but it said that we were. That's Pat. That's already done. He already did it. So our job now is to walk in that freedom. Right. We don't walk in that freedom because we don't know that it's ours. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is that we don't really think that it's ours. Or we feel like it's something that we can't obtain because the sin feels so heavy. Mm -hmm. or that weight is so strong so we feel like okay you know I'm struggling with this and I know it's wrong look nobody in their right mind sits around and sins that who's trying to live holy don't know that it's a sin but struggle with it out of guilt right. and shame when you do stuff you don't have no business and you know you're trying to live right you struggle with it God he convicts you either through the word or immediately while you're in the act. Yeah. So you don't there's never a time when you can say, Well, you know, I don't I didn't think that was wrong. Once you have come into the knowledge, you know who God is, you know what he's capable of doing, you know that he's a healer and a deliverer. Now where you go from there is saying this, how do I become better? Where do I start with deliverance from this? You know, how do I separate myself? And he told you, this year it's time to start um, letting go of friends, right. social media buddies, right. stop eating lunch with people at work that's not your mate. Mm. There are remedies. He said, cut that man loose. If he don't want to marry you, cut him loose. I bet he'll make a decision. Tell him no. But sometimes people are out to just get what you got. Right, right. And I ain't talking about your money because most of us ain't got none. <laughs> the fact that he says, surrender your sexuality Man. to God. And he said he was talking about married people. Right, right. So, so in essence, there's, there, there's no room for selfishness in a relationship in marriage. Right. No room for selfishness. So your objective is to please God and in pleasing God, you please your mate. That's right. Not go in two minutes later, you done, you go to sleep. Right. But your objective is to satisfy and please your mate. That's right. Surrender your sexuality to God Almighty. I like and that. No longer about you. Yeah. If, if it feels good to you, but it's does it feel good to God? Yeah. <laughs> God Almighty. You know. Jesus Christ. I like when he was talking about. He said Deuteronomy five and nine. He said if you don't get your iniquities and your transgressions under wraps, yeah. it goes to your children. Right, and your right, children's children if right, you don't kill it. Right, right, right. And that's why we deal with some generational, generational curses. curses. 
He said, God is asking for us to kill it now so that your children don't have to deal with it. And you know, a lot of people jaw drop when you talk like this in church, but he said, you know that if your granny was a hoe and your mama was a hoe, nine times out of ten, you a hoe. And that's the truth. That's facts. I mean, it's 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 generational. It's passed mm. down. And I don't care how you look at it, whether you're getting paid or not, if you having sex and, and that's not your husband, it is what it is. I'm sorry. He said, it's the enemy's trick to arouse sexual secrets inside of you. Yeah. This right here blew me away. Because I know that people think like this. Because I'm going to tell you, I was in this boat. I'm, I'm going to keep it real, real, real with y'all tonight. Listen at this. If you think that, if you ever thought about when you were... Having a sexual encounter with someone you wasn't married, but that person might have had another girlfriend or boyfriend, and it the the whole idea of sneaking with that person gave you some type of gratification. Not only that, just doing it and knowing that you shouldn't be doing it, sneaking. Anytime you sneaking and doing something, it brings you some type of gratif gratification. You notice that, like, if you're doing anything, Especially if you got away with it, yeah, and you got away with it, oh my goodness, you 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 did that. You wait a couple of uh, uh, days or months or weeks, and then you see if you can get away with it again. again right? Yeah. Then so it becomes a habit. So he said, it is the enemy's trick to arouse you right. sexually from the secrets that you have hidden inside of you. That is whether you are masturbating, if you are um, watching porn, if you are sneaking and creeping with somebody that's not your mate, um, if you're living a homosexual lifestyle undercover and people don't know about it, the, the enemy, he makes, he magnifies those things to make them, he, it arouses you sexually because you think it's a secret that only you and that person keeps. So when you're at a place, because that's, that's where it started. It was a secret to begin with. So once you are in a relationship with someone, you continue to masturbate or have these secret relationships outside of that marriage and feel like it's okay because this is a secret you've always kept. Right. He said, but it begins to hurt you in, some, in the way that in the way that um, you can't perform with your mate as well as you do in secret because the enemy has perverted your thoughts into thinking I need this this satisfies me when you got a person laying in the bed waiting to satisfy you your mind has been perverted to where you only feel like I can only satisfy myself when you got a mate to satisfy you, that part was good to me. Because it's all a part of perversion. Oh. All a part of perversion. And and it's not it's not popular. People don't like to talk about it, but it happens. 
So who's going to help that person? Are we going to keep sweeping it under the rug? Because it's like kind of like what I was saying last night. Pastors can get up and say all day long, don't have sex if you're not married. Don't, don't you know, don't masturbate. Don't cheat. Don't creep. When you have a real issue that you're dealing with, but they're going to get out the pulpit, wipe their face, pack their bags, go home and jump somebody's bones all night while you left to deal with your feelings, your emotions, her or him while they at home with their boo so who addresses the elephant in the room who addresses it because who's going to help the person that's struggling with the problem the issue it's generational it's the curse so spiritually you need help to get rid of that thing it don't just fall off overnight. You need help. And so the first thing he said is you can be healed today. It's easier said than done. You want to be healed. Desire. But you got to want to be yeah. healed. Now, that, that demon is just as crafty as any other. And it's definitely not out there by itself. Masturbation is right there. And perversion is right there with cursing. <laughs> he said this is an even playing field. That's what he meant by that. The thing about it is he said, he said that it's going to go all hand in hand. Hand in hand. He said once you started the having the sex the scene, and you're going to lead to giving up and everything else is going to lead to this one thing yes it does and 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 it's just a uh snowball effect yeah downward spiral and then you have to you know if that the person that's going through it you are trying to find every coping mechanism possible because you know that it's wrong, but you're trying to figure out how do I get out of this? Right. How do I stop this? Don't happen overnight. But he said when he closed, God only frees people in truth. The enemy loves to keep us with secrets. He loves for us to keep secrets. But that's the way he's going to keep you bound. But when you open your mouth and tell the truth and say, hey, I got an issue with this and I don't want it. Call it out. Then God will start working on it. That's right. He said at the at the beginning, he said, God cannot bless. He said, don't expect God to bless what you want to allow him to fix. Hmm. He said, don't expect God to bless what you won't allow him to fix. And that was coming from 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 12. He said, God will not bless what he already cursed. You know, some people don't believe that. I know it. Some I know. Folk, they, they, but, but how can you argue with the word? Can't argue with the word. The word is cut and dry. It is what it is. Point blank and that period. And they period. say show it to me. You show it to them. Then they gonna say it don't mean that. Okay, well, what does it mean? Yeah. I'm Somebody gonna tell that, you that don't have biblical knowledge says that 
it don't that don't that ain't i don't think that that's what that means yeah because you're comfortable in your sin y'all look i am very transparent both past and i and one thing about it i never my goal is never to make people feel like they are in a place that I've never been. That's why I always share my testimonies. Yeah. Always. Because I never want anybody, because he talked about that at the beginning. And I never want anybody to feel like, you know, I'm preaching for from a place where I don't understand what other people are going through. But I have to preach the word of God. And the Bible says in the book of Corinthians, I believe it's in the um, I think it's in the second chapter, second uh, Corinthians uh, 10 and 6. It says, And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. It's not that when, when a person get behind a pulpit that you're, they're judging you or judging your stuff. It's a being ready to revenge all disobedience. Once you bring your disobedience into obedience. I seen a video on that in the, um, uh, on YouTube yesterday. Right after we got off there, uh, title was Christians Judging Christians. And I didn't even take the clickbait because I know what the word says that judgment starts in the household of faith. faith. Yes. Come on, man. Yeah. And that's because we are the ones that proclaim. We profess to know the word. We profess to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. We profess to be born again. But yet we got a lot of sinning and mess going on in our churches. I didn't I didn't sign up to uh, to be a pastor. I, matter of fact, I didn't even want to be a preacher. But the fact that I am and I take this seriously... I, I can care less about about uh, you know ruffling people's feathers or or, or shooing people off or um, upsetting them or making them mad. I'm trying to get to the to, to the king. I'm telling you. And by any means necessary, that's that's what I'm gonna get there. If you if you get offended, God bless you. Get offended enough to get saved. I'm telling you. Because, you know, there is a standard. We still have a standard to live by. We get it. I, that's why I say that all the time. We understand. We've been there, done that. We Enoch. We walking no. on heavenly clouds. But we know where we've been and where we're going. And right. when you know that, then you, you go back and punish the thing that had you bound. Which is masturbation, perversion, homosexuality, and whatever else. Being promiscuous, being a whore. He said that, I mean, and you go back and punish that devil. There's going to be some things in there that that I don't know none of us can dodge, especially on the sins that that he named. I'm trying to tell you. None of it will enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes. So me, I need to get everything in me out and repent, never to go back to it again. Everything that was on that list, and there's some more. You know, if we, if we truth be told, that that wasn't on there. I'm telling you that a lot of us deal with secretly. Yes, we we like to say all the time that well, you know, God knows my heart. 
and that's what he just got to describe him the iniquities of the heart the scripture says yeah you know it's desperately wicked god knows it he knows god knows he knows and i'm gonna tell you you know a lot of times people think that what's inside of you is hidden but even in prayer we say anything in me that's not like you Take that's an iniquity take it out i don't want it those little things that are hidden that's why we say that take it out because that's where sin begins if you're lusting for something inside eventually it plays itself out because what starts in the mind your hands will fulfill your hand is going to complete the work for you because it starts in your mind So he said, lust, the things are in the heart. He said, that's your heart posture. What's in your heart? That's why the Bible said our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know it? Nobody right. but the Lord. Nothing good is within me. That's what our brother told us. Paul said, every time I want to do good, evil is always present. Always present. He said, I realize there is a war going on in my members. What members? He's talking about in his heart and in his mind. He said, there's a war going on in my members. And when I want to do good, that that I want to do, I do not. But that that I don't want to do, that's what I do. So he's telling us, I don't want to do wrong. I got a, I, I got a mind to do the right thing, but it's something that won't allow me to do right. It's something that won't let me do it. It's a sacrifice. Definitely a sacrifice. But God died for us. It's a for sacrifice. those things. <laughs> he said that this is the way God intended. He said, God said it should be one God, one man, one woman, one marriage, one sexual partner, one flesh, one lifetime, one picture. That's good. That was good, wasn't it? Real good. And and if 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 we can get that down, you know, in, in the relationships, um forgetting everything that we've been through. Just, just start over and, and, and implement that within our lives right now, going forward and building on that. I believe not only the body of Christ, uh, not only just specific family households, but the body of Christ will be that much better and where it need to be. That's so true. We have a lot of work to do and a not a lot of time to do it. There's a lot of conferences. Um, I've seen a lot of them where they teach you how to be rich and yeah. um, do all of this huh. stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with heaven. What, is, what does that matter nothing if you die before you get the riches? And it change hard. You just rich. All what right, Rick James. Young ruler? Look, all right, Rick James. Yeah. James was rich. Yeah, he rich. He was rich. But look at him now. Elvis was rich. Look at him now. Yeah. It doesn't matter about and and that's the thing. 
we're fighting so because society tells us how we should be. How about we look at what the Bible says about us? Because if you think about it in this essence, we serve a God who owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Think about right. it. Do y'all know, you might not know how much cows are worth. Maybe you don't know how much horses are worth. Cattle is worth a lot of money. Yeah. But we serve a God who owns everything. All of it is ours. That's our daddy. He said he would not withhold not one good thing from those who love him. He said, if I gave up my only begotten son, what else do you think I will give you? This Bible. But we got to get in it so we'll learn what what is... Um, that's the that's the point. Yes, it, 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 what's it required like of us? The hardest part is getting in the word consistently. I, I think I put that in the group, um, our, our personal group today. Uh, the word of the day is consistency in every aspect of our lives. That's that's in our prior life, our study time, in our relationships. Uh, what is a relationship with with parents, sons, father, daughters, auntie? It's it's consistency all across the board. We lack consistency. The only, only thing, thing we consisted in is being inconsistent. Right. We, we got, got inconsistency, inconsistency down. down. Yes. Yes. But if we can focus and work on consistency, man, you'd be a better believer, a better prayer warrior. You have faith. You wouldn't be a, a, a warrior. And your no relationships will be strengthened, be consistent. Facts. Be consistent. I heard um, him saying too that he thanked God for grace and mercy because yeah. at the end of that passage in um, 1 Corinthians 6 9 through 12, Paul said, We've all been there. And I thank God for his grace and his mercy. And I do. I thank God for his grace and mercy. I thank God that I got out of my mess before I closed my eyes for the last time. You know, and a lot of people are not fortunate enough to it, it was, look at all the people dying around us. A lot of people haven't been fortunate enough to say, you know, to get their life right or get on track or uh, be an example for their families as they should. Because the devil is snuffing them out one by one. So I thank God for his grace. That is sufficient. I thank God for his brand new mercy. For the opportunity to open my eyes every single day. That That's another day that I have an opportunity to be better. To get better. To do right. To understand who I am in him. Right. Why he loves me the way that he does. That's another opportunity. Every time we open our eyes, we got another opportunity to get closer to God. To realize that this life is not my own. That I've been bought with a price. I was reading 
earlier and I read something that said, this is in the book of Second Peter. He said, God didn't even spur the angels who sinned. Mm. We got to get out of people feeling, you know, getting convicted by the word of God and saying people are judging you. No, 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 no. God didn't even spare the angels who sinned. Yeah. I'm not going to get in trouble for not telling you the truth. That yeah, won't be me. Yeah, the angels sleeping, sleeping with, with, with humans. Yes. And they were punished. Right. He said God didn't even, he didn't spare them. So he's not going to spare us. My God. You're not going to spare us, y'all. I know that people have you hoodwinking and thinking that we serve such a, oh, he's so kind and gracious and mighty and he's so wonderful and he is. I say it all the time. He is. But he's also a God of rats. Yeah. Tornado. Telling you. Hurricane. Earthquake. The Bible said, the Bible said like this, kiss the sun lest he anger the father accept what he's given you before you make his daddy mad kiss the son lest you anger the father right he has given us an out he's redeemed us he brought us back to the father and all he wants us to do is accept the gift that he has given us for eternal life that's right. Which he sacrificed his son. I know somebody gonna look back at this video and say, "What all this got to do with the relationship goals?" A lot. <laughs> because when you don't know how to, if you don't have a relationship with God and you don't know what love is, because one thing I've been studying about this, you'll never know true love until you have to make a sacrifice. You can ask any mother that's logged into this live right now. You will never experience true love like you did when you had your first child. You never knew that love was like that. Now imagine that triple time with God. That's a love you can't even explain. Don't get me started on the grandparents with the grandchildren. That's a whole nother kind of love. But this love comes from God. The sacrifice that he made that we may live, yes, that we Lord. may love and be loved. Absolutely. That's all. All I got. Remember, God only frees people in truth. Be real about where you are, where you stand, what you're going through. Let God fix it. Let's go to the comments. Shout out to everybody in the comments. Amen. Amen. What you got over there? Hmm. Uh, Brother Gil said, and it's bigger than our feelings and emotions. 
He said, we have a destination. I think people think we will be here forever or in purgatory. I'm trying to tell you. They think we're going to be held over somewhere. I don't know. But my Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can possible to make sure that I don't miss God. And he gave a very good example of how we think about heaven. I just want to make it in. He said, you shouldn't just want to make it in. That's just like saying your parents were rich and had all this money. And all they left you was a house with no furniture, no nothing. Just a house. But you had an opportunity to have a fully furnished house with four cars, a bank account with millions of dollars in it and all this. But you chose to just take a house. We got to stop selling ourselves short. But that's the mentality of the people because that's the way we live. We have do things so we just want to barely make it in. Because we're not going to live wholeheartedly anyway. And God, I mean, and we know that. And God has something so much, he has so much more for us that we can have, but we don't, we don't think we can obtain it because we don't want to live wholeheartedly for God. Uh, Brother Marcella said consistently inconsistent. I'm trying to tell you, we are consistently inconsistent. So true. That's the only thing we good at. The only thing. Sister Brittany said, keyword consistency. That's right. Uh, Brother Wayland said, imagine how many people don't get this kind of truth and help. I know. But and it's and it's so far and in between that people don't even allow they don't even want it. <laughs> they don't even want it. It's not, it's like it's not, it's not welcome. It's not wanted, you know. But there'll be like the five uh wise and five foolish versions that be beating on the door after Jesus come trying to figure out. Well, wait a minute, what was what did y'all say? Sister Mia say this hitting hard. What's Sister Mia? Oh, I don't see her coming. You gonna went on up. Sister Kim say that's the truth. Brother Mark Seller said, "Gotta be selfless." That's right. Gotta be selfless. In any relationship, we thank each and every viewer, also those that will be listening on the podcast. This will be uploaded to uh, episode be episode seventy seventy three episode seventy three. Lord, episode seventy three. Yeah, we got two more to go. Two more to go. So this Friday, we'll be back. And we got a little different twist to the show Friday. So uh, there'll be a, a link available. And we're going to drop the link and invite those live viewers to join us on the panel. Yep. And we're going to do a recap over some of the best, brightest moments of these eight uh, reactions that we've done so far. And next week, we'll uh, pop it off with the last two. This one is nine, right? Today? Today was day nine, I think. 
Yeah, today we're nine. Yeah. Yeah. We're the nine. We nine. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. God bless y'all. Bless y'all. Bless y'all. Press out of here. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, for another day, another opportunity, God, for your brand new mercy this morning and a grace that is sufficient unto us. God, I just thank you today for your word tonight. God, you said that you only free people in truth. God, help us to walk it out, walk out the truth of who you are and of your word and the truth about who we really are on the inside. God, that you may be able to fix those things that are in us, God, every iniquity, every transgression, God, that is not like you on the inside of us, every thought, God, bring it captive, God, that we may be the men and women of God you created us to be, God, drive out every foul and filthy spirit, God, every demonic force, every everything that has us captive bound every generational curse god we curse it now we send it back to the sender god and we release your power to live right power to do things right with our hands god power to have the right mind god we ask for strength god in the name of jesus strength to say yes god when we should say yes and no when we're to say no God, we ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. I pray for every person that joined us on tonight, God. Cause us to walk up right before you, Lord. Not looking to the left nor to the right, God. But keep us focused on the prize that you have set before us, God. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You got anything else? Thank y'all for joining us tonight. Y'all be blessed. So, for those of you that have joined and listened, I want to invite you to stop making excuses. Make it happen. Hey, baby. Tell them to start now. Get, get perfect. perfect later. Get perfect later. Green B. Use kind words. Use kind words. <laughs> Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Don't whine. Be silly. Keep calm. And carry. Carry on. Carry on. Sata. We out. Salute. Love here. God bless you. Good night.
This is an in-house production.